Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That is some intense dedication to Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And we are fresh out of the holiday weekend here in America, Memorial Day. And again, not recording at our normal time because there is no normal anymore. There's a new normal. I've got to take Lita to the doctor. Some people have suggested thyroid problems, which I have looked into because... um, Lita's exhausted all the time, and John's one of John's sisters has a, a thyroid problem. So. so, a couple people I think suggested mono as well. Did you see those? Um. <laughs> I mean, there there were lots of possible suggestions because this well, is how life Lita's is. Lita's never Lita's never really actually sort of even been in the vicinity of a boy in terms of like physical touch. <laughs> A really funny story, not even funny. In the South, we call it the mission field, basically, is any any place outside of Utah is called the mission field. Okay. There's a class called seminary, and you take it at high school here in Utah. There's actually a seminary building for Mormon church classes that you take. At all high schools, or? Mm, I'm pretty sure it's at every high school. Wow. Or there's some sort of setup where you go to seminary during school hours. Where I grew up, we had to go to what's called to early morning seminary. Every morning before high school, we would go. I had to wake up at 4.45 in order to be there by 5.50 when it started. And it would go from 5.50 to like 6.45 in order to make it to high school by 7.15. As if waking up for 715 high school is not already early for high schoolers. Right. So I had perfect attendance uh, in seminary. Of course you did. Um, of of course. course I did. Of course. And my sophomore year, I got really, 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 really sick. I just had some like stomach flu. And I was already throwing up that morning, but there was no possible way that I was going to miss seminary. So I'm <laughs> throwing up all the way to seminary. I'm sitting down reading the New Testament <laughs> with all 12 people who are there with us, 12 other kids, and then running to the bathroom to throw up and then coming back and reading the New Testament and then going back and throwing up. And it was really, really bad. That is some intense dedication to Jesus. <laughs> I am impressed. When I say Jesus, you say, you say Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. So the seminary teacher called my mother <laughs> And was like, I don't think that Heather should. Heather's kind of, she's so dehydrated. She's having hallucinations. You might want to go. She can have, we're going to count her that she came today. But <laughs> you might want to come get her. And they took me to an Instacare. And I was hallucinating, delirious, because I had been throwing up at that point for like seven hours. And 
I'm lying there and the doctor comes in and says, well, is she pregnant? (laughs) That's like the first thing. That's the first. Well, yeah. Because, you know, I'm 15 years old and I'm throwing up all over the place. And he's like, I don't want to give her anything if I don't know if she's pregnant or not. Uh, My mom sputtered and was just like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, I'm not kidding you. You don't know everything about your child. (laughs) Oh, wow. And if you've read my book, you know that my mother knew every fucking thing about me in my life because I, she and I were best friends and I wondered. I had to like go take a pee test while I was throwing up in the bathroom so that they could determine that I wasn't pregnant. They came back and they're like, she's not pregnant. And I was like, I looked at my mom and I said, could I be pregnant if I've never even kissed anyone? Oh my God. <laughs> And my mom is just stroking my hair, like assuring me that everything's going to be fine. But yeah, uh, mono, can you get mono without kissing someone? I, I feel like you can, but I don't know. I think it's more rare. I think it does require like saliva, but I think there is an airborne version. And I'm sure people are probably like <laughs> listening to this and, you know, bashing their head against the wall because we're both totally wrong. Well, because but. I I mean, I was never, ever in a in a situation to get mono i mean i didn't kiss anybody until i was 17 and a half years old i appreciate the half that's that's important <laughs> well i'm around children who do that all the time i'm nine and three fourths years old oh yeah yeah no i so i don't know i feel like i've heard of it being airborne but i i could be making that up okay. someone else mentioned of i don't remember i'd have to look at instagram a vitamin vitamin d deficiency some sort of vitamin she something. does she does have she has that and so we have her on a multivitamin every day okay i have been taking her to school every morning giving her an extra hour of sleep right. um it has nothing nothing has helped nothing so we went and did a psychiatric and I, I don't care that people are going to get mad at me for talking about this because lita doesn't fucking care <laughs> And the more that we fucking talk, the more that we fucking talk about this, like if, if Lita had diabetes or Lita had mono, why are, why can we talk about that and not the fact that Lita is on an anti-anxiety medication? Right. There's no difference at all. It's no different. Like it's her, her brain is an organ. The heart is an organ. Like all of that is just the body working. So we're trying to figure out if maybe her anti-anxiety medication is causing the fatigue. So I had to go to a psychiatric evaluation a couple of weeks ago. It cost more money than God. (laughs) And uh, they sent notes to her pediatrician. And so we're going to go to the pediatrician today and then maybe see if it's a thyroid issue or a medication issue or something so that she doesn't feel she feels bad about herself because she's so tired. Like she views it as a like a personal failure. She views it as a personal failure, which you know it's just not. And I it's I can't convince her otherwise. Like Lita, this is a physical issue. This is a something's going on inside of your body to cause you to feel this way. So we're gonna go figure it out. Well, but she shoulders things. I feel like that's very on brand for her, like to blame herself. (laughs) This must be me. I have screwed up. It's very on brand for Lita. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> well hopefully i mean hopefully it's a it's fairly straightforward and they're like oh yeah it's clearly this and we're gonna do this and it's it's fine yeah she hasn't stopped growing they have determined she's got another one or two inches there 
So she's still growing. She's still, you know, hormonal. So yeah, that uh, we would normally be recording during the time that I'm taking her to her pediatrician. So yeah, that's happening today. So now it's a little earlier than normal, which yeah. is all right. It's fine. We're flexible. We're super flexible. Yeah. <laughs> and I think since we're mentioning all of these suggestions that have come in about Lita, we've also received a lot of suggestions on either specific future topics for MRS or just sort of general thoughts on social media and email kind of across the board. If we haven't responded, we, we are reading them all. So thank you. And we're trying to respond, but some great stuff has come through, I think. Yeah. And I, I apologize. I got off, I went to LA this weekend and held a meetup with some of my audience members. Hi, if you're, if you're listening, hello. Was this a, it was a book meetup, but there were also like readers and podcast listeners and yeah and and, you know i thought maybe i mean there was a good showing there was probably almost 20 people there um which which is good because i mean it was downtown la a place i've never been you know in in la you have to drive (laughs) and it's not a little drive as a like like, same in chicago right when you drive you fucking drive it is the thing. You have to like dedicate yourself to that drive. Right. Well, even if it's not a far drive, it's a time consuming drive. It's a time. Yeah. Yeah. So I really appreciated everybody who came out and I, I read a little passage from the book. We talked about we talked about John. About John without an H. J-O-N, okay. John without an H, and his reaction to the book. And, you know, and I told them, you know, John has been staying at our home while I've been gone, and he's coming back when I go to Chicago. I'll be in Chicago from the night of the 10th through the morning of the 14th. We're still figuring out those details. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be in San Francisco um, the 23rd of June on a Sunday afternoon at a place called the assembly. I'm still figuring out those details. And that's book related. That's why you're there. That is a book related. Yeah. All of this is book related. So yeah, we we had a, a, a a, an amazing meetup with everybody there. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. But I was talking to you about this before and I'm, I'm actually writing about this and publishing about this on my website today. Uh, We got to LAX on Friday and had a little altercation with a man from New York and his family as they were getting out of a Lyft driver's car and cowboy was putting my luggage into the car while they were taking their luggage out of the car. And I think the guy was just already heated up and already had a bad day. And he got up in cowboy's face to the point where I really did think that I was going to see blood and teeth flying everywhere. Which unfortunately did not, or fortunately rather, did not happen. It did not happen. I I actually pulled him aside and I talked to him and I touched his arm and I said, you know, I'm so sorry that this has happened. And I went to talk to his daughter and I talked to his wife and I told him my name and I was like, you know, I'm so sorry that you're having a bad day. And it really diffused the situation. But the best, like, I love talking to audiences about this topic I mean, depression's never fun, but I love like being able to connect with people about this topic. But I also, one of my favorite things about 
going on a book tour and traveling and talking about all of this is getting to know like servers and the people at the hotel and especially drivers of like lifts and ubers sorry i shouldn't say uber because that's a dirty word now it's a dirty four-letter word right. <laughs> and my father taught me to do this and, it, and it's kind of an innate thing where i I really try to get to know people and their stories because people have such interesting lives and there's so much to learn from other people who do this backbreaking work, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think Cowboy gets a little annoyed <laughs> at how talkative I am about this. Is he is he not a not a talker? Not a small talker well, like that? No. Okay. No. No. In fact, uh his niece uh, watched our kids this weekend and the dog and his niece and the niece's husband are Juilliard trained violinists. They and both he are? Is, they both are. Wow. They both went to Juilliard and he's so good that he actually travels with orchestras around the world and has a violin that has a violin. <laughs> I can't even tell you how much that violin is worth. I mean... Oh, no, I'm sure. No. He has to have it insured. Yeah. Um, like like a house. Yeah. And he and I, when we got home, he was talking about how when he travels, he loves to talk to people. And she was like, yeah, it annoys me so bad because I, <laughs> <laughs> she's like us as a family, like she and Pete and that whole part are really quiet. They're not talkers that way. I, I used to be like that. You used to be like I that? I used to be, like, I would get into a lift or a cab or anything and just silent, like, stare out the window. But I've had, over the years, enough friends who are the exact opposite that it kind of, anytime I'd be with them, it would force me into that situation of having that small talk. Uh-huh. And I, I began to realize, I'm like, like you're saying, like, these stories are really interesting and if i'm going to be in this car or in this place for five or ten or fifteen minutes i might as well make the best of it and connect and learn and it's way, it's way more learn. exciting <laughs> i've never whenever i talk to a, a lyft driver they 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 always have some crazy shit to like like something about their story is just like whoa like you know you are from uh, the Czech Republic, or you're from Croatia, you escaped, like, like it's like craziness, right? So we have this incident, and we get into the car, and I make sure the cowboy is, like, okay, because he just faced a possible <laughs> head injury. Right. <laughs> I start talking to the driver, who is this tiny, tiny black woman, and she she starts talking, and come to find out, she has four boys under the age of eight. Four, because I was talking to her about the fact that I used to live in LA and it was really hard for me because there was so much driving in LA. And she's like, yeah, I've got four boys over at this part of town. She's getting two degrees. While driving two a lift? Degrees. Yes. Holy shit. She's getting two degrees, raising four boys. So her classes are completely clear across LA. She's doing lift to make money. And she's divorcing a man who doesn't have a job. Would she like to be on a podcast and explain <laughs> how she survives? Because that is incredible, honestly. 
I and I, I was just like I said, I bow down to you. I bow first of all that you have four boys oh, yeah. under the age of eight. You're getting two degrees this year, and you're driving a lift. A, and in L.A. is no fucking joke when it comes to traffic. You know, you understand this. No, driving in L.A. seems like it would be the last thing someone would want to <laughs> Voluntarily do. Voluntarily like, do. <laughs> right. And wow. once I got her talking, she was just sharing all about this and about her boys and about getting, you know, her, her degrees. And like, and then, and then we got onto the topic of divorce. <laughs> and that's when she and I really connected. And she was just like, man... Like, what is all this? And we just went on and on and on. And and Pete is silent. Silent the whole like he was just like <laughs> really he's like he's he's still processing the fact that this man almost hit him in the face. And, and I'm just going on and on with this woman and she looks at me and she goes, You're famous, aren't you? Oh god. <laughs> and I was like, No, I resemble a few people. I resemble some people and she goes no 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 i know who you are and i'm like no 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 but she just went on and on and on about that and she goes can i get a selfie with you when we get out of the car and like yeah she goes because i'm gonna figure out exactly who you are since you won't tell me oh god (laughs) it was all it was such a fun ride but to hear her talk about her boys and uh, i mean i can't even imagine and she's like she goes she's like i'm gone every day for over 13 hours doing what I have to do. Like with Lyft, in order, with school, with everything. School, preschool, school, all of it, earning a living. So it's probably like meal prep, getting kids out the door and in bed. Yeah. And yeah. work. Like that's yeah. right. And then sleep. Like that's that's it. Yeah. Every day. Wow. Every day. Because he, she's like, he does nothing. He does nothing. And he doesn't work. And he doesn't work. I mean, it's so humbling and like you real like I realize the ease with which Utah gives me a life. Um, because I don't have traffic and I don't have four kids under the age of eight. And family. And like, I'm not getting, yeah, I have family here. Yeah. Wow. So I have to ask, because you are good at at small talk, is there a reason you did not start small talk with Steven Dorf? Because <laughs> you had the opportunity. You both love New York. There was a chance there. Oh my God. This is the craziest thing though. He's we're sitting in the Delta lounge at Salt Lake city international airport. And there's a guy sitting across from us and cowboy looks and he's like, he, he like sends me a text message and he says, is that so-and-so? And I'm like, no, that's not so-and-so. And then I look and I study his face for a second. I was like, oh my God, it's the guy from the Britney Spears video. <laughs> not realizing for fuck's sake, Heather, you just watched season three of true detective. Right. In which he was one of the major stars. <laughs> but the first thing that came to mind was Britney Spears video. Right. <laughs> Which so maybe it's good you didn't talk to him and mention that. Like, hey, you were in the Britney Spears video, right? Haven't done anything since. And have you seen True Detective season three? I have not. No, I I lost a lot of faith in season two and have not picked it okay. up yet. 
Uh, season three uh, will, will restore your faith. Excellent. That's what I've heard. So I'm looking forward to it. It's very, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful season. They do a lot of back and forth aging in season three. Not to give anything away. It won't give anything away. So they, there's a lot of makeup to age them and to make them look younger. And I think that the makeup that they used for True Detective was so intense that it really intensified some of his features. So that in person, those features are very subdued. Okay. So it took us a moment to figure out that Stephen Dorff was sitting out not even two feet from us. Right. With an with it with an I heart New York. And that was just it. Is I, I was like, no way, Stephen Dorff. So you sent me a photo. And and my first reaction to seeing that photo, I'm like, wow, Stephen Dorff has an I heart New York tote bag with him. That is not what I would expect him to carry. But there he is, just reading whatever and casually sitting with that bag. Right. And you had we're you had just, every opportunity to make small talk. Damn it. <laughs> What was I supposed to say? I don't know what I was gonna say. I gave you, I, I gave s- you some lines. You could have. Well, I'm like, so I, gonna- I heart New York too. <laughs> been perfect. I don't know if you've seen the video that he's in with with Brittany. He plays like her boyfriend, or and it's they're in a Las Vegas hotel, and she gets mad, and they're mad at each other, and then she goes and she drinks wine and slips underneath the water of the bathtub and he has and drowns and he goes and get you know he's like holding her lifeless body in his arms and i (laughs) don't think i've seen that (laughs) okay this is something that we're definitely putting on social media (laughs) but i was gonna go how was it to hold britney's lifeless body in your arms that wouldn't have been creepy at all (laughs) can you tell me what lifeless britney spears feels like please oh man yeah crazy place to run into steven dorf though yeah at first i thought you were in la i'm like okay well that makes sense but to be an slc and sit across from steven dorf that's just i don't know small world well and you know i know having lived in la for so many years like you leave them alone you don't know if celebrities do or do not want to be recognized right if people see me not that i'm a celebrity but if you see me out in public, please say hello. <laughs> I I just want you to say hello instead of staring at me. <laughs> I I think, I mean, I'm sure there's celebrities that totally don't feel this way. But I think most of them are probably okay with like that. Like, oh, hey, just want to let you know I really like your show. Yeah. It's the people that are like, can I take 12 selfies? And can you sign right. this? And can you do that? And I think most people like to hear that they're appreciated. What I learned is like you sort of lean in really quickly and go, you know, I love, I loved your work on, on such and such. I saw Renee Zellweger uh, at a spa right at the height of her fame, um, Bridget Jones. And she was on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine that week. And she was checking out at a spa and I walked up to her and I said, you look beautiful on the cover of Cosmo this week. And as I start to walk away, she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And, like, if you just lean in and say, like, one special thing about them and, like, recognize them that way, that they're okay with it. Right. And and make it yeah. clear that you're not there to take lots of their time. Right. Right. See, you could have done that to Stephen. I could have done. I could have sat down next to Stephen and gone, can I get a photo of you in your bag? <laughs> 
and then we'll talk about Britney Spears' lifeless body. It'll be great <laughs> at 8.30 in the morning. Yes. Yes. But no other exciting celebrity sightings in L.A. this time around? Did I see anybody? No. We were in downtown L.A., which apparently, and I'm sure people from L.A. can can chime in on this, but when I lived in L.A., you would only go down to uh, downtown to get fabric, and then you'd leave. There's a huge fabric district down there. Now downtown L.A. is like, it is just booming. It is the place to be. There's so much going on. That's where most of the people suggested that I meet up was downtown L.A., which to me, 20 years ago, would have been insane. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It sounds like you don't, because you go back to L.A. fairly often. Um, I mean, fairly, fairly. Like, I mean, maybe not what, what, once a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, and and we went to see a guy named Brian Cox, Professor Brian Cox. Uh, he's a professor of physics. He's okay. British. British. Uh, yes, and it was it was so good, so 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 good about the theory of relativity and light and gravity and what it means for us, and it was just a, a joyous. <laughs> it's weird to say that about a scientific lecture, but it was. It was a beautiful, beautiful, like, two hours with him. So, I think the state of our country requires that we celebrate science more than ever, <laughs> honestly. So I think that's okay. Yeah. It sounds cool. I would love that. Yeah. You know, and um, I posted a photo of him and several people from um, England chimed in and said, oh, he's a national treasure. We love him. He used to be in a boy band. <laughs> Really? Before he... Wow, that's a transition. (laughs) Did not know that. Yeah, when we were there for that, and that's when I thought, okay, well, I'll just hold an informal meetup with um, people there. Um, So that's what we did. Very nice. And now I'm back. Well, hopefully Mm -hmm. organizing something is just as easy in Chicago. Yeah. It's... You know, I just think I want a venue where we can, if it's not an actual book signing, just a venue where we can sit around and order drinks and talk and laugh and somebody can tell us their story about having, you know, four boys under the age of eight by themselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of places. It's just a matter, I think, of finding one that's big enough and feels right. Yeah. It'll work out. Yeah, that'll be the 13th. That'll be a Thursday night. Thursday afternoon night. Thursday the 13th, so, okay. Yeah. 
which is coming, coming up. up. That's like three weeks, right? Shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be exactly one week out of my wisdom teeth surgery, so. And how are you feeling about that? Oh, terrified. You shouldn't be terrified. Everybody told you it's going to be okay. I know. I mean, and I finally responded to all of those wisdom teeth emails and <laughs> the stories are great. Like most people like, yeah, I got put under, woke up, didn't remember anything. The next day I was fine, which that is what I need to hear. But yeah. I, I don't know, still just still very much not looking forward to it. It's scary. I mean, any sort of that's scary, right? It's your body. It's your mouth. It's your teeth. Ah, yeah it's a it's a weird play i think i think i mean i've never gone under which is why i'm not looking forward to it but i think anytime you go under oh wait they're gonna pitch you completely under oh yeah yeah because two are impacted what do you know what they're gonna use i don't they're probably i bet it's propofol oh it could be that's what they use i should for like colonoscopies and it's so good (laughs) It really is. I sh- and I don't, I should look and see what that is. I know that the the surgeon recommended, there's some, I can't remember the name of it, but there's some painkiller that you can take. That, like you take it and it lasts for three days. And he said insurance oh, won't wow. cover it. It's like, it's $150, insurance won't cover it. And he, he like took his glasses off and looked me straight in the eye. And he's like, just pay for it. It is worth <laughs> every cent. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, con- I'll consider that. So, but, but a lot of the emails were saying like I took ibuprofen and that was it. And that was all I needed. And I was fine. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's like your pain threshold. Yeah. How is your pain threshold? I don't know how my pain, not good, not good at all. (laughs) It's very bad. I will just assume that if I have pain, it means something went terribly wrong and my mouth is falling apart. (laughs) Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be excellent. You're going to be good. You're going to be fine. I promise. I hope. I hope. I Stock just... up on ice cream and milkshakes. Yes. Without straws. Yeah. Right. Without straws. God. Yeah. No straws. Yeah. First of all, don't get dry socket. Second of all, don't kill the turtles. Okay. <laughs> and I've heard like you can't use, I mean, I do have reusable straws because I do care about the turtles. But for a while... At first, when they were saying no straws, I thought it was like three to four days. But now I'm hearing like weeks. No straws yeah. for weeks. Yeah. That's kind of, I, I drink a lot of smoothies. <laughs> and I have facial hair. So drinking a smoothie without a straw is just not a, it's not a possible <laughs> thing, really. Yeah. Which is probably not what I should be concerned about. But here we are. Here we are. But I don't know. I think a week out, based on a lot of what I've heard, I should be okay by the end of that weekend, relatively okay. speaking. So Okay. We'll see. And that'll give you a few days at least before we meet up with people and you can talk, right? I should be able to talk. I should not be swollen. I should be able to talk. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm gonna commit right now, even if I am swollen and can't talk, I'll be there. So that'll be amazing if you're swollen, <laughs> won't it? I'll come to join everyone for drinks with a bag of frozen peas on my face. It'll be great. But I'm I'm gonna make the drive. I'm gonna do the Chicago drive, just for that. I that, and I really really appreciate it, and we all we all appreciate it. Anybody who shows up, we appreciate that. Yeah, because I know. 
But it's, I mean, it's a Thursday. So honestly, I think for anyone who's not in Chicago proper, it's pretty ideal because you'll be driving into the city when most people are driving out. Okay. So, you know, depending on what time, but I think, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. And we have really great archaic train systems, so I can rely on those. Uh, we just got a train system very recently, so yeah. It's probably far better than ours. Um, I, I was going to mention, uh, I talked about 1979 with the group of people in L.A., Okay. I talked. I talked quite a bit to them. They they know a lot. <laughs> Why did you talk about 1979? Um, because I in my book I either said 2012 or 1979 whenever I came out of anesthesia. Yeah. And it's a highlight um, of, the, of the story. We figured out that we we immediately knew that 2012 was the year that I got divorced, or the you know the year that my life exploded. Um, but we could not figure out 1979 at all. Like why you would like, pick that? Why I would fixate on that year. Um, my mother and I, you know, explored ideas and we're like, oh, maybe this or maybe that. I don't know. But I was born in 1975. You were born in 1984. Four. Four. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the old millennials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, really quickly, there was a guy on Twitter yesterday who posted a video and he's like, help, I'm a millennial. And he was trying to like, <laughs> he was trying to butter a piece of bread oh, and I saw that. do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, butter a piece of bread with like a, like a butcher knife, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so... 1979. What could you possibly? You were four years old. I was four. We we were unpacking, coming home from that first three weeks of the tour, and I was I'm delirious. I'm emotional. So is Cowboy. I mean, he's been through the shit with me, right? Oh yeah. Not that the the tour was shit. I mean, the tour was just intense. And he he said, "Can I?" He's like he's like I, I had a thought, and I said, "Yeah." He says, well, "When did you start kindergarten?" And I said, I didn't start kindergarten until 1980. And he's like, did you go to preschool? I was like, I did. Okay. I went to a year of preschool. In 79. In 1979. And he said, was that the first time that you were ever separated from your mother? And it was. Interesting. It was the first time I was ever pulled away from her. And I remember it being so, like, all of a sudden, I had a rush of memories that I had forgotten. And a rush of being completely traumatized by the idea that my mother was going to drop me off somewhere and leave me there. It was the first time in my life I had ever been separated from her. So every time you came out, your brain immediately went to like the two most significant separations in your life. Right. That's really interesting. The two most significant. And he almost pointed out, you know, you know, we sort of called it the magical reset of my brain, like the magical reset of me going back to 1979 and repairing that traumatic event. 
or your brain's way of kind of guessing like it's this year and this is when this awful thing happened and then you get confirmation that no it's not you're you're past that like you made it right yeah wow but when he when he asked about preschool i had totally forgotten that i I remember when my mom took me for the first time and and I had no idea what was going on and she like walked out of the building and I <laughs> did not compute at all. <laughs> <laughs> My mother is leaving me somewhere. Um, so that's how close our relationship was. And and that's sort of a big, big, big theme throughout the whole book is my relationship with her and right. everything that it meant to me. So, so mystery yeah. solved potentially. Mystery solved potentially, yeah. We think, I, I think that I shared that with my mother and my mother agrees. And that was part of the conversation in LA? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, it was a really intimate conversation. We all sat around together and talked and introduced ourselves and how we knew each other. And Because a lot of these people I've known online for years, and some of them I've met and some of them I haven't, ah, which okay. is incredible. Yeah. Like there's a woman who, whose Instagram I follow it's her dogs, basically, Instagram. Okay. <laughs> and I met her and she brought the dog and I said hello to the dog and his name is Oscar. Anyway, it was, yeah, it was very intimate and special. So hopefully we can recreate that in Chicago. Oh, I think we can. Yeah. Yeah. The internet is such a weird place. Isn't it? I know there's a lot of shit on the internet, but there's also so much good the number of yeah. people I've met, I mean, I met you as a result of the internet, but the number of people that I've met years ago that I still keep in touch with, it's kind of amazing. Uh-huh. I think it just, it all depends on, I don't know, how you choose to spend your time on the internet and what you do. Yeah. Because there are so many good people. There are, and like, like Instagram especially. Yes. I'm sure that you can speak to this. That's sort of where we connected, isn't it? I think it was initially Twitter because it was initially. back, it was like 2012, right? Yeah. Yep. I want to say it was, I want to say it was Twitter. But I don't know. And then from there we started following each other and I loved your photography. And then we followed each other on Instagram. Yep. And what you start to become involved in people's lives where you see them posting photos of their home and their dog and their triumphs and their, you know, they accomplished this at CrossFit or they ran this marathon or you start to become invested in their achievements and their sadness and, you know, what they go through and, and then to meet them in real life. Ha ha. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's almost like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels. And most of the time, most of the time when I meet somebody, it's like, you're exactly the way I thought you were going to be. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you're exactly like you talk like I thought you were going to talk, you know, yeah. And that's always refreshing because I think there is this general assumption that, well, everyone online has their online self uh-huh. and then their real life self. And I mean, we've talked about this before. Like you do curate to a certain degree, but that doesn't mean you're fake. Right. It's just filtered. It's filtered. But I do think Instagram really, because of that visual component, it made those meetings in person and those connections happen more frequently or more quickly because I mean, you can post photos to Twitter, but a lot of it is just words. So it's harder to establish that connection. I think 
Mm-hmm. But with Instagram, you're immediately there, like you said, in their house, or they're taking a photo at on vacation or at the gym or wherever, and you start to become a piece of that life. Yeah. Which sounds yeah. a little creepy, but it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what this medium has done for us. And I was explaining, I did a lot of talking last week, for some reason, on a few podcasts about the early days of blogging, a lot of people are exploring this topic right now about the change in social media. I think especially with what's going on with Facebook and how not necessarily the demise of Facebook just yet, but I don't know of any children my children's age who are on Facebook. Yeah, I don't either. So a lot of people are exploring the idea of what blogs were when they started and what that, what that meant. And what social media has done for us has recreated a village. And because we're so isolated in our day-to-day lives that social media provides this virtual village for us. And we can't necessarily hand off the baby or, you know, I'll go out and hunt and (laughs) he'll take care of this or whatever. But it does provide contact with people in other people's lives that nurtures us in a way that we've lost. And I think it's interesting because there's, it doesn't even have to be this regular connection. Like there are plenty of people that I've connected with on Twitter, Instagram, and we might only interact once a month, but it's still at a deeper level than just this casual comment on someone's post that I don't know. Yeah. You know, because everyone has their own life. They have, you know, partners and kids and pets and jobs. And it's hard to connect with regularity, but it's still there. It's still there. Well, you can go back and you can look at somebody's Instagram feed. If If you haven't seen their last four photos, you can go back and look at them. Right. Yeah. And kind of get caught up pretty easily. Yeah. And you can organize events like the thing in LA and the event in Chicago and yeah, makes it easy to actually connect. (laughs) Yeah. We do spend Um, a lot of time bashing social media. I realize that, but there's, there's a lot of good. Someone sent me an email and she was very sweet and lovely. I've written a post and she commented about it just through email. And she's like, please, (laughs) She was bashing. She's a little bit older than than I am. And she was just like, I can't stand those social networks. Please get off Instagram and please get off Twitter and start writing on your blog again. And I would love, I would love to have the time. (laughs) Writing a blog post and getting a blog post ready to go with all that is required for it is so much harder than opening Instagram, posting a photo and posting a caption. Oh, yeah. So much more volume. Uh, not even, I mean, it is harder, but it's also 40 times more time consuming. 40 times. And you can at least, draft yeah. a tweet in uh, really 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And blog posts take hours. Hours. Because it's not just the writing, it's the crafting, the editing, and then there's everything inside of WordPress that I have to use in terms of getting it published, which it's not, I mean, it's not that difficult. But there's still a lot of steps that I have to take rather than just publish publish the Instagram. Boom, done. Right. Yeah. So you could you could transition and if you just saved up all that social media time, you'd post like once every six weeks. 
Yeah. But I do, I think though, in some cases it's like the, because it's so immediate, not that, not that the quality of what everyone is posting has gone down, but I think it's taken the pressure off Mm -hmm. because it's, everything is so short and so quick that no one is as concerned about it in a good way. And this is not a criticism. Even if that just means that you're going to post this and maybe a week later you're not crazy about it, but it only took you a minute and you can post again, Mm -hmm. which is pretty great. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. (laughs) It is. Now I can just post photos of my dog all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. All the time. That's really all it's going to be from here on out. You know people are dying over that dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm dying over the fact that she flipped her bed over, tore a hole in the bottom, and has pulled out all the fuzz. Oh, she's done that already. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Fuck it when they when they when they learn that they can like chew through like cloth. Yeah, yeah, and just within the last week, like she has two plush toys, and has suddenly torn them apart. They're now just right. Fabric. All the fluff has come out. She tries to eat that and then gags on it, and it's it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Coco had um. Four, four squirrels, tiny, tiny little squirrels, baby squirrels that we gave her. And they lost it. They lost it probably a month before she was like, wait a minute, I can tear the head off. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you're right. They try to eat the fluff. That's the thing is you see these toys and you're like, these are, th- these are really cute. And they're gone. They're gone. They do try to eat the fluff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they try. It's like they, they, I mean, I know she has successfully eaten some, but it's also that weird like synthetic material that doesn't really get wet. So she yeah. just, it gets in her mouth and she just gags on it. <laughs> can't get it out. Like can't get her paw in to get it out. So finally, when I go up to her, she just willingly opens her mouth. It's like, take it out. I, I don't know what this shit is. Are you like, God damn it. <laughs> Come on, Lily. Yeah. It's just. It's cute and it's infuriating and she's now chewing on shoes also. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to cure her of that. Yeah, I, I know. Actually, it's now I found I found like a trainer, but they were booked up until the end of May. So I'm going to call them again this week. Like It is time. She's very smart. She's learning things very quickly, but there are just certain things that that need to stop. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, like last Soon, week. Soon, because at some point it's going to be real hard to cure him of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you uh, you need to go. Yeah, I've got to go take my child to the doctor. Well, keep the ideas coming, everyone, because they're awesome. We love hearing your thoughts on what you'd like to hear about or what you'd like to hear more about. And as always, you can, you can send those to us via email to stories at manicramblings.com or on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Manic Ramblings. Uh, Let us know. And you can also find us on Patreon, and a huge thanks to our new patrons over the last week. means a lot. You're keeping this show on the road, so that's tremendous. Yeah. And uh, until next time, um, until next time, why don't you send us photos of your dog's Instagram? (laughs) If you have one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you thought about making Lily an Instagram? I have, and I'd like to say that I haven't done it because I've just decided it's a bad idea, but it's really just that I haven't come up with a good name. Yeah. 
So it's People it'll happen. Would eat at some that point. shit up. I know. I know. I need to do I it. I would. I would. So I guess if you have suggestions on a good Instagram name for for Lily, let us know. Yeah. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.